What's up, guys? Welcome to the Athlete Conversation. This is your host and athlete, Conrado Duauer. And with me today, I have a very special guest, one of my very good friends, Alfred Perez. How are you, brother? Blessed to be here, bro. Yes, sir. Thank you for here. coming, bro. Absolutely. This guy came all the way from Miami to uh, to be in the podcast and spend the weekend in New York, yeah? Absolutely, man. Just just good to, to be here with some of my, my best friends and yes, some of my, my family, so... Like I said, blessed to be here. Me too, bro. Me too. So tell us a little bit more about you, bro. Where did you start playing? How did you fall in love with soccer? Um, yeah, so it all started in the local club, Toros, which you played for yeah, as well. Yeah, I there as well. Um, so it all started, I actually started in, in my elementary school, like recreational league. But then when it got a little more serious, it was it was with the Toros. Okay. Um, was, was super fortunate to have a great coach in Eric Vasquez, who... Got the shout team. Out Eric, shout, yeah, out shout out to Eric. Shout out Eric. Yeah, my guy. Uh, who got the team when we were all super young and like really taught us a lot. We went uh, three, four years without losing a game, won two state championships. And because of our success, we were all able to go our separate ways and, and take the next step in our career, which was uh, academy soccer. Mm -hmm. So a lot of, a lot of uh, that team separated into Kendall and Weston, which are the two academies um, in South Florida. And then... Um, yeah, then came Academy for, for two and a half, three years with uh, a little bit of time in Europe in between. And then, and then yeah, then college and... Where did you go to school in college? I went to Harvard. Okay, that's a big one. Small school in Cambridge. Yeah, it was a small one in Boston. But before we get into that, tell me about your experience in, uh, in Europe, bro. Where did you play? What do you do over there? So I went with, with Weston Academy, uh -huh. uh, my academy team. We went to a tournament there. And I was scouted by an agent named Gaetano Fedele. Okay. Um, who, after the tournament ended, after two and a half weeks, um, invited me to to stay and, and pursue a professional career. How old were you at this point? Uh, I want to say like 16, 16, 16 years old. That's pretty... Yeah. And uh, so I stayed in Italy for a bit. I went to Brescia. I mm -hmm. uh, was invited to Brescia, where Pirlo came up mm -hmm. out of. And then I went to uh, Virtus Entela, which is a Serie B club, and um, was there. They liked me a lot. I got a contract, but uh, for visa issues and stuff. Yeah. Also, my, my, my dad really wanted me to go to college, so I came back and then started that process. Okay, and when did you, when did you realize when you were a kid that you wanted to make it to the pro level? Was it when you went to Europe, or was it before when you first started playing at Toros? <laughs> to be honest, um, my, my dad was a professional baseball player, mm -hmm. so growing up... He's a great man. Yeah. Shout out to Alfredo. Shout out, yeah. Shout out to Alfredo. So growing up, it's uh, the level of like professionalism in sports and athletics has always been there. You know, mm -hmm. since a young age, I've always been taught that, you know, sports is a business and it's entertainment and, you know, you, you can be up here one day and you can be you can at the be bottom the there. next day. So um, growing up, I always knew the reality of things. Uh, which helped me, you know, grow older and not get too emotionally attached to things because it can be taken away from you so fast. Um, so, like, 12, 13 years old, I was like, I want to be in Europe when I'm 16, 17, um, which I was able to go. But then, um, long story, I mean, we don't have too much time here, but it's it was important for me to, to go to college. Absolutely. Um, so I wanted to become a pro, and then while I was training from 13 years old to become a pro, um, college came into the picture just because mm -hmm. I was working so hard and uh and yeah from there I did the recruiting process and figured it out and tell me how did how did Harvard reach you how did you end up at Harvard so we um we actually were we're playing in the national quarterfinal 
Okay. Um, to like anyone, Weston, to, right? Yeah. To anyone listening, like, you're only as good as your team, right? So if your team is doing really well, then a lot of people are going to come watch. Mm-hmm. Um, so we played in the national quarterfinal in FIU. I was a sophomore at the time, so I wasn't even allowed to to be approached by colleges because you're not mm-hmm. allowed to to your junior year. Um, I actually didn't know that, dude. Yeah, so we were playing at FIU, packed, 10K, 10K fans, against Chicago That's how you like it, That's how yeah, you like it. Yeah, it was dope. It was dope. And then uh, the, the Harvard coaches came to watch uh, an older player on my team, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, they knew who I was, but they came to, to watch another guy, and then they saw me, and they liked me a lot. So um, we actually lost that game, and then the season ended right there. But <laughs> a week after, my coach... Victor Pastor was like, "Look, Harvard's interested. You should you should call them because you're allowed to reach out to them, but they're not allowed to reach out to you." Okay. So I called them. We spoke a little bit. They expressed their interest. We talked about you know maybe what could be, and then yeah, from there we just continued talking. And, uh, and I, I looked at other options as well, but um, for me, Harvard was was a good fit. I mean, I I like you said, your dad definitely cared about school, and he wanted you to pursue an academic route as well. So I'm wondering, how did it, when your dad found out, when your parents found out that, that Harvard was interested and that it was an actual option, yeah. how, how did that go about in your family? Was it like a super excitement? Yeah, so like, like we, we, we've spoken about, it was so important for me to go to college. Um, so kind of fast forwarding four years after I graduated, mm-hmm. legit, like my dad was crying at my graduation. Like he yeah, gave me a big hug and he sweet. just started tearing up. So it was a dream come true. You know, my family comes from 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 Cuba, from yeah, nothing, man, you know? Yeah, yeah. So um, I've definitely been very fortunate the way I've grown up. My parents, not so much, and their parents, even less. So to think about where we started and kind of where we are now and where we're headed is uh, it's pretty cool. Yeah, it's something. It's definitely something to feel blessed about. You know, I feel like, especially like you just mentioned, your 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 parents weren't as fortunate as, as you and I are. Exactly. But I feel like at the same time, having their kid go to a school like Harvard is is a big accomplishment, right? They definitely yeah. they're definitely proud of that, dude. Uh, even I mean, not even not only Harvard, but a kid that you know you 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 work hard your entire life. You've been playing soccer, which is what you love. Uh, you played in Europe. I feel like that's definitely something to to be proud of. But tell me, after Harvard, right, where did you go and what did you do? Um, so after Harvard, I finished. I graduated in the spring. Mm-hmm. Um, was just staying in shape, training, uh, kind of just looking at what was going to come, maybe some pro opportunities, uh, maybe do a graduate year somewhere else. And um, for me, I, I did go train with some professional clubs, but I thought it was best for me to go to uh, – graduate a graduate year and mm-hmm. do that um which covid gave me an extra year so i took that and um when it came down to it i was looking at uh duke north carolina state and uh south florida mm-hmm. and staying home staying close to home and having an opportunity to play in front of my family every weekend was something that was like so important for me because my that's father some, yeah and that's something you didn't experience while you were in, yeah because in, in boston my right? dad my dad had uh he had to get open heart surgery last year so yeah. he missed every single one of my games and like you know my dad and anybody who knows me knows my father and is like like the number one supporter of mine like will travel the world to see me play no matter where i'm playing yeah um so not having him that year and then being able to come back um come close to home have my family in the crowd every game was was something that meant a lot to me 
Okay, so you're looking to stay close to home, but at the same time looking for that opportunity. And the soccer to, made sense too. Yeah, the coaches absolutely. were great. The team was a good team. So everything just clicked and, and it, it made sense. And what was the difference between that team at USF? Because you made it all the way to, to the national tournament. Yeah. You had a very successful season this year. So what was different about that team at USF versus compared to Harvard, for example? Because Harvard is, it's it's not they don't put that much emphasis into soccer, although they have a they have a very good team, right? They have very good athletes, <clears throat> but it's more of an academic school as well, right? The academic is is one of the best schools in the U.S. So tell me, what are the differences between that team at USF and at Harvard? Yeah, I think the main difference is that, um, you know. The, the most obvious reason it's extremely difficult to get into Harvard. Mm -hmm. So you, you're you not only recruiting a, a great soccer player, it's but you're recruiting tough. a great academic student. Yeah. Um, so finding the balance is kind of hard, right? Finding a, a player who's at a very, very high level, who also has a very, very high level of grades. Mm -hmm. That balance is hard to find. Yeah. Um, but it's something you have to, the Ivy League institutions have to find, right? Where at, a school like South Florida or any just big time soccer school, it's maybe a little bit easier for players to get in. Mm -hmm. um, so it's, you know, there's maybe a little bit more talent um, and and people who are just hungry to to make it to the next level. I think yeah. that's the difference. I think for the audience, it's for them to know, because I actually didn't know this before when I was in high school, <laughs> the Ivy Leagues are not allowed to give out scholarships. Yeah. Uh, but all their schools are, like USF, Division One schools, are, everyone's allowed to give out scholarships except for, for Ivy Leagues and Division Three schools as well. I don't think they're allowed either. Uh, but tell me, dude, what made, that, what made that team so special that you had such a successful season and on top of that you made it to a national tournament? And obviously you came in, you, you went into a school thinking business right it wasn't really you weren't a freshman anymore you were you were an older an older alfred so you went there knowing what you wanted right so mm -hmm. how was that experience transferring like for you as a person right coming from okay you did your four years at harvard now we're usf thinking about business thinking about your future mm -hmm. how did you feel while you made that that transition into a new team into a possible a better opportunity for you to make it as a pro uh yeah so i think um to start, like you said, it for me it was business from day one. I actually found out I was going to South Florida just a week before preseason started, so I didn't have much time to yeah. think about it. Really, we were doing preseason yeah. together that year, yeah. I really didn't know what I was walking into. Yeah, um, I remember, bro. I could have been walking into a team that maybe wasn't so good. And, and last last season, they weren't great. The team wasn't great. We came, I think it was six out of eight. Okay. Um, Six out of eight in your conference. In our conference, which, yeah. So we weren't projected to do that well. Mm-hmm. Um, but this year, uh, a lot of guys stayed healthy and, and we had talent. We brought in some really good transfers um, from junior colleges and stuff like that. Um, so from, from a team standpoint, I think what was special was um, we always remained together in like in a college, college soccer is college soccer. You know, yeah. like, yeah, you're going to have some people that are good, but at the end of the day, the level is kind of even. Mm-hmm. And if you can have a group of players that stays together, um, like we live together at, at USF, like all our team lives in the same uh, in the same building next to each other. So like we yeah. were a very tight group. And then that tight group mixed with a, a solid coaching staff who supported us and gave us everything we needed to to succeed was 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 important, right? Mm -hmm. And and um, so I think going back to like college soccer and being everyone being kind of kind of level is. If you're together and you work really hard, the team that kind of wants it more, Ooh, um, yeah, will win. And 
we found towards the middle end of the season, we found out how to win. Maybe we weren't the best team on the field always, but we found out how to win. And, and that was special for us. And we just took that momentum into our conference tournament, which we lost in the final, which we weren't even expected to make it. Yeah. Um, and then we made it to the tournament. We weren't we weren't supposed to make it uh, past the first round. We did, and then and then we lost to Kentucky, which was a number one seed. And would you say that um, that would be defined as as team culture that that connection that community that you guys build? Yeah, no, team culture is, is is very important in college more than ever. And how do you build that, dude? Because you know, I mean, you you went in as as a, as a <clears throat> as a master student, as a graduate student. So how do you build that that culture with someone who? I mean, you have kids that have been there since freshman year, right? But then how do you align? And I don't know if you know the answer to this either, but how do you align someone who's been there for four years with a transfer student like yourself, right? Yeah, I think I think culture is important. I'm not sure I have the specific formula or answer to it, but I, I think buy-in is the most important thing. Mm -hmm. um, whether you're buying into a coach's strategy, a coach's philosophy, or you're just buying into each other as, as a brotherhood, Hundred um, percent. So there's got to be some sort of buy-in, and if that buy-in is really strong, you guys can do well. Hundred percent. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And the best teams that, that that I've personally ever played with, it was those teams. I I mean, you just want to kill for each other, man. You want to exactly. crack someone on the field. Like when we play small-sided, exactly. You want to kill for each other, and that's that's exactly what uh what it is. And I think that's a big part of 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 culture <clears throat> is having that love for the player that you're playing at, like with, right? And I think the coach plays an important role as well. You know, you have to believe in, in what he wants to do, what he wants to accomplish, and also his tactics. But while you were at USF, you, I remember midway through the season, you got an injury, right? Mm -hmm. You were injured. Yeah. So walk me through, how, how do you feel when you were, while you were injured, right? Because you went in there with, okay, I want a, a good soccer team. Yeah. I want to take it to a next level. This is my opportunity. And then you got injured. You were able to come back from the injury and, and, and you did very well. You scored uh, the best goal in college soccer, which we'll talk about that 100%. But tell me, how did it feel to get injured and, and, and having to <clears> not, <throat> not, be, not being able to play for, for so long? Yeah, it was tough because, uh, like we said, you know, I went for business. Right? I went yeah. to play soccer. That's, that's just the truth of it. I went mm -hmm. there to play soccer. And then, in a way, it was taken from me for six weeks. So you definitely have your your high moments. You know, I scored a really nice goal in preseason. Everything was going really well. I had a lot of agents reaching out to me. Um, and then from from one second to the next, you feel like you lost everything, which yeah. in the grand scheme of things, you don't. It's just the way you feel. Because at the end of the day, we're breathing, we're blessed, we have support, you know? But 100%. you just feel that way. Um, and, and yeah, it was a tough six weeks. It go you go from from a high to a very low low, and also it's, it's important to have a good support system too because nobody's just you know perfect human so strong that they can just get through everything by themselves. Absolutely. And I was lucky to have my family, my friends, people who support me. So I think that just speaks to the highs and lows of of what it is being an athlete. Mm -hmm. But definitely injuries suck. And injuries suck, man. Yeah. And especially in the situation that you were in, bro. Yeah. So what made you? So what? What do you think made you get through it? Though was it your family? Was it this mindset that you have, which I think is very, it's a very healthy mindset to have. You know, we're we're definitely blessed yeah. uh, in every way. But is that what go what got you through it? Your family and friends. I knew it was just a mix. Yeah, the support was amazing, but it was a mix of, you know, you definitely have some great days and you have some really low days. Like always, you know, 
but I think it was a mix of just me, my will wanting to wanting to get back and help the team as much as I can because I was only going to be there for one season, for three months, three and a half months. Um, I wanted to make an impact. I wanted to leave the program at a better place than it was before I got there. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it was just my hunger to to come back and make a difference, really. And you think, I think you did, man. Yeah. You came back and then you scored, a, what was it, rated number two in ESPN. Yeah. How did that feel, man? Talk to me about that. Because we, we actually haven't really talked about it. We messaged back and forth a few times, yeah. but... How was that experience, bro? It was insane. It was honestly insane. It was probably the best goal I scored in my life. Um, <laughs> That's a big statement right there, though. It was. It was. It was crazy, and you know, I had my family there, so it was pretty cool. And we were we were tied zero zero, so it was an it was an important game in our league. We were playing against Memphis at home in front of all our supporters. Um, after the game, my phone was blowing up. Uh, ESPN, Twitter, Instagram, everything. Um, and yeah, it's it's just one of those moments that like it's a little bit life changing. Like it's a memory that I'm gonna have for the rest of my for life. Her. It's it's a video that my kids are gonna look at one day, hopefully. And it's just it's just an insane memory that I have, and I'm so blessed to have it. Yeah, I agree, dude. And, and also, especially considering the fact that uh, you were you just had just come out of injury. Um, so yeah, that that was that was great, dude. So tell me, how do you think? And and we we briefly <laughs> talked about this yesterday. How do you think you've changed over the years, right, as an athlete? Because obviously that Alfred from USF in your last year is not the same Alfred that was freshman year at Harvard. Maybe those two different Alfreds, the one at Harvard freshman year, wouldn't have dealt with the injury as well as you did once you were older, more mature. So how how did you change as, as a player from when you were a kid to now? Yeah, I think uh, I just I've, I've matured a lot. I've matured, yeah. you know, so much from just dealing with injuries to dealing with uh, maybe not starting or, or whatever the case may be. When I was younger, I was shut off a little bit easier. Like okay. if, if the coach was like, look, um, I'm not going to start you today. Maybe I was shut off and be like, oh, like uh, just kind of like uh, be yeah. down, be down about it. And as you get older, you kind of realize like the mentality is so important. It's such an important aspect of the game. Like we mm-hmm. train, like we train and, and we work out and we lift and we run and we do all this stuff, but you also got to work on the mental aspect of things. Mm-hmm. And and I made it a point as I've gotten older to work on my mental my mental side, which has like been the difference, right? Because you can only get so much better as a player, especially in the U.S., but if your mentality is right, kind of nothing can stop you. Mm-hmm. Um, if you have the belief, if you have the will to continue. So, so yeah, just maturing as a person, um, being that older guy who is the first one in, last one out, I think I've always done that. But when you're the older guy, uh, the younger guys look up to you and you're always an Absolutely. example. So you have that responsibility. And me coming into USF, it was that. I was, I was the older guy who had the most experience on the team playing in college soccer. And it was just guys who didn't know who I was and what the from from the first day I walked into the locker room was like, uh, you're gonna watch what I do and you're gonna respect me because of my work. Like yeah. I'm not asking for you to just respect me just because. It's like you see the way I work and that's why you should respect me. And I'm gonna respect you as well. Absolutely. So you know? actions actions speak louder than words. Exactly. Right. And how do you work on that on that mental aspect? I think uh being grounded is like the first step. I think it's so important to meditate and be grounded. Like I said many times, we're blessed. Yeah. Um, just giving thanks for for everything we have, living in the moment and being present in all situations. Mm-hmm. Um You meditate a lot? 
I started, yeah. You started? I started, yeah. When 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 you were at uh USF? I started um well, I pray a lot, which is a form uh -huh. of meditation, but like just meditating actually more recently, just in like a hot sauna, I'll put my, my headphones in, put some relaxing music and just meditate and just think about all I'm grateful for, think about all my blessings. Okay. And then and that keeps you grounded. Keeps me super grounded. Also it makes me a little bit creative, just a time to switch off and just think about different things. Okay. So yeah, yeah, that's really, and and you, I mean, you're gonna carry that. I did a after. celebration too, the meditation celebration. Oh, I saw I did, it. I so. saw it. I saw it. That yeah. was, that was cool. Um, so you're gonna, you're definitely gonna carry that that <clears throat> mindset that that you've developed into your into your next chapter, whether whether that is playing soccer. But if it's not playing soccer, right? Let's say you want to make a different a different decision, which right now obviously you're you're looking to make it to the next level. But what would it look like for you to not play soccer and now? transfer your your skill sets and everything you've you've developed over the years into something else what would you want to do well how would your life be different without soccer yeah no, i think whatever comes next in my future whether it's soccer or it's not soccer i think the tools that that we and every athlete has uh have developed and the characteristics um and the work ethic is going to translate into whatever we do next 100%. it's just since 13 years old i've poured my life into this game and Whatever I do next, I'm gonna pour my life into that too. It's just a matter of the transition and figuring out what I want to do. If it's soccer, I'll continue pouring my life into it. If it's something else, I'll continue. But like that work ethic is not gonna change. Absolutely, it's just gonna translate into whatever's next. I agree, and I I think that's uh, I say this in every single one of my episodes, but I think that's one of the beauties about playing playing sports, and I mean playing sports at any point in your life, but especially uh, in 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 college, man. In college, yeah. it's it's a different type of animal, right? You gotta go in every day in the morning, and you gotta you gotta put in the work. But now let's let's transition a little bit. I want to talk about uh, something a little bit more fun, right? Uh, tell me how's how was the social life at at Harvard, right? Being part of an athletic athletic team, you also were part of a at a sort of some sort of frat, right? At 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 Harvard, how was the social life with your teammates and 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 going out there? <laughs> yeah, Harvard was a lot of fun. It was, uh... and I think I think the people want to know: Were you a dog? <laughs> not a dog no 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 not a dog just a genuine guy you know uh but no no <laughs> well behaved well um, no the social scene was fun it was it was different very different in a way um it's called uh instead of a frat they call them a final club okay so i was in the phoenix which is a pretty cool club that you can look up on the internet it's in the social network the the movie oh shit. Um, that's cool so yeah, it was a lot of fun. Uh, I, the reason I say it's different is because everything there is a little bit more like elegant, right? Mm -hmm. So like where normally you would just go have a casual dinner with your friends on a Thursday, like we're dressing up in suit and tie. We have a chef. We have a really nice meal. We have, you know, the top wine. So it's very like elegant, something you might expect from a place like Harvard. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, it was a lot of fun. I mean, most people think that like, nah, everyone's just a nerd there. But no. No, we had our fun for sure. I met, you know, you've met a bunch of my buddies. Yeah, I've had Good like people. my best friends in the world that go there, and, and yeah, it's it was a lot of fun. And you think that's like one of the biggest uh, benefits of going to a school such as Harvard? Is it the network you develop there, or is it the school itself? I think the network. I think you know a lot of life is networking. Who you know, Absolutely. I think I think who you know is always going to get you in the door, and what you do after that is up to you. Mm -hmm. So. Um, a place like Harvard, a place like literally whatever institution you join, uh, whether it's Fordham or whatever it is, the network is always going to be there for you. Like, you know, your high school network, your friends from Miami, your friends from New York, like 
those networks are so important. Yeah. And through that network, um, you get to meet other people and just expand your network. So um, my advice to someone watching this podcast is like, leave your hometown, explore something new, have a new network. Because like, I was born and raised in Miami. Yeah, I traveled playing soccer, but I went to school for four years in Boston and with people from literally all over the world. Yeah. Like I have friends that come from Dubai. I have friends that come from Canada. I come to New York. I have all my boys here. I go to Boston. I have boys. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah so man, it's like absolutely. expand your circle and, and the opportunities are endless. Okay. And how do you, how do you, because that's your advice to someone who's looking to go into college, which I 100% agree. But once you are in college, right? What should you do to expand that network, right? Should you be friendly? You know, what what should you look for in in the people you surround yourself with? Walk me a little bit through through what you think regarding that. Yeah, I don't think there's like a specific formula. I definitely don't have one. I think it's for me a lot of it goes off energy. Absolutely, like, man. Me and you became friends through Wanfe. It was just yeah. a positive energy, a good vibe. Um, but we're also very similar people. Right? Yeah, we're we're both hardworking. And, and and we have a lot in common in regards to athletics. So right? I'd say surround surround yourself with people who give you good energy. Um, take off all the drama, all the negative energy in your life. It's a waste of time. And Absolutely, when you're trying man. to get somewhere, you don't have time for that waste. It's just bringing you down. So put yourself out there. Join clubs. Um, just talk do, to girls. Talk to talk boys. To girls, talk, to boys yeah, talk to boys. Talk to whoever you want to talk to. Um, but just enjoy. Enjoy because it goes by fast. It does, and man enjoy really and you also got to be careful who you surround yourself with as 100%. well right because I, I i deeply do believe in in the phrase you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with yeah. so if you go to college a lot of people go to college and and they spend time with the wrong crowd man and and i think being an athlete and 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 being part of a team gives you the possibility of of hanging out with people who are similar to you right For sure. you're, you're hanging out with people who who like we like we talked about you gotta wake up at five in the morning you gotta show up to the gym you gotta do sprints in the cold. So you're, I mean, you're hanging out with warriors, right? And, and Absolutely. you guys all have a similar mindset and that kind of moves you forward. But it's very easy to to kind of get lost in the in the going out, in the social setting. There's a lot of <clears throat> drinking that goes on in, in, in college. So it's very important to to stay grounded. Mm-hmm. And I would say that, and, and I preach this all the time, if you have the chance to play on a on a on a college team, you should definitely take it, right? So for sure. international students who are who are in the verge of okay, do I take the chance and go go to study in the in the US? I think they should definitely take the chance, man. I mean, nowhere in the world can you get the the experience and that we had, right? And and the people that we met in, in college are I mean, we're gonna carry them with us until until we die pretty much, right? You yeah. you're gonna be my boy for forever. Um, but tell me now, right? You're, you're, you're in New York. You just finished your season. Are you planning on going professional or not? That's what the people want to know. Um, yeah, I'm definitely exploring options. Um, I'm fortunate that, um, I have options. Mm -hmm. I have soccer. I also have, um, the other side of things, the corporate world and stuff. What do you want to do in the corporate world, though? Is that something that, that attracts you, that, that type of lifestyle? Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I worked hard to, to put myself through a college that was going to you know, provide me with some pretty cool opportunities. Um, it's something that, that I'd, I'm considering. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the end of the day, like, I don't know 
what my future holds and i like to say i don't know what my future holds i know who holds my future which is god um so i try to just right now just do the right things and kind of let him put the pieces in the right place um so that's where i'm at with everything but you give me the vibe that you're more of a more like entrepreneurial side right you're you're more of an an entertainer For sure. Like you'd it'd be it'd be very cool to to make a show with you. Reality right? TV if you're looking. Reality TV. <laughs> I will see. We'll we'll make it happen. And 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 I think it I think even if you do wanna open up your, your own business and you do wanna like pursue that route, I think going to college is still very important for for the reasons that, that, that we talked about, 100%. right? Um making the, the, the friends that, that that we already made. Uh but what what would your advice be? Not to an international student not to someone that's going into college, to someone that's maybe younger, when like 16, 17 years old, maybe looking to either go professional or go to school. You know, the, the decision we all had to make. What would your advice be to that person? Do you tell them, do you advise <clears throat> them to go professional or do you advise them to take the college route and potentially make it pro eventually through college athletics? Yeah, I think it all it all comes down to the person and the risks they want to take because being a professional athlete is a massive risk or foregoing college to mm-hmm. become a professional athlete because the way the world works now, a lot of people are not well, they won't hire you. They won't even look at you if you if you don't have a four year degree from an institution. Absolutely. man. Um, I agree. So when you're 16, 17, if you do want to be a pro and you do want to take that risk, understand that. Um, you're going to put everything there is into becoming the best pro you can be. But once that's over, which you don't know when it could, it could be tomorrow, you could get an injury in training. Like you just never know. It's the unknown. So it's the, the risk factor is huge. But if you're yeah. willing to take that risk and understanding that after your career is over, it's going to be a hard journey up to probably be and, and get to your dream life, then then take that risk by all means. But if you're like, oh, I want to do the best of both worlds. I want to go to college. I want to network. I want to surround myself with pretty dope people. And I want to continue playing the sport I love and see where it takes me. It's also a great option. So I think it all depends on the person and, yeah. and kind of what they what they want. I think if someone wants to become a pro and that's all they want to do, do it. Sign at 17, go pro. But I think if you want to take a, a little bit of a more secure route, go to college, get a degree, and you can still go pro. Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, it's it's a it's a very it's very risky to to just go pro when you're seventeen, dude. Yeah. And like you said, sometimes you're competing with people who are who have nothing to lose, man. And I think <clears throat> if you have the chance, if you already have the chance to go to a a great school such as Harvard or an Ivy League, Fordham, or or a Division One school, Division Two school. Like you're already in the in in a position of of being very fortunate, right? So you're you're already not in the same position that most of the pros that you look at right. I mean, especially with a sport like soccer, most of the guys that are playing the World Cup, for example, they never had the opportunity that that we had, right? Yeah. So it's it's very different. But for other sports, such as like the NBA, for example, basketball, for kids who are coming from from Egypt or kids who are coming from Europe. They have a better chance of making it to the NBA here than than they do in their country, right? Mm-hmm. So it, it it very it varies depending on on the sport that um that you play and 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 what you do. But like you said, I think I think family uh, and family values is is what truly matters at the end of the day. And having said that, 
what do you think are your values and your family values that have been instilled with you from a very young age? It's uh, a good question. Like I said earlier, my, my family came from Cuba with nothing. Cuba is a communist place. So yeah, my grandmother a, came with uh, my grandmother came with with her husband, my mother, her uh, my two uncles, and with literally the clothes they were wearing. That's it. That's all they came with. Uh, packed their bags and came from Cuba to, to Miami and and made a way. So they had to work. They had to work hard. Mm -hmm. So I think growing up, the the emphasis on working hard and, and believing and chasing in your dream is because they were chasing the American dream. Absolutely. Um, and and have put us in a good spot to continue to to have the resources that we need to to continue to chase our dream. Um, so I think you know definitely like hard work ethic is so important. I think uh, small circle, but very loyal circle. Like, you know, you know, most of my best friends, you're one of my best friends. Like, it's it's a small circle, but it's people who, like, I know if I pick up the phone and I call you, you got my back, no matter what it is. You, you're absolutely. not gonna ask why, you're just gonna say like, where, when, how, you know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. That's so important. Um, Especially if you need a wingman. Nah, I'm kidding, <laughs> I'm like, <go> watching. <laughs> No, but. it's a joke. It's a joke, guys. <laughs> but absolutely, man, I, I agree with you. Bro. So, yeah, I think it's, you know, work ethic, uh, who you surround yourself with and uh, over everything, just faith, faith in, in the process, faith in the plan. And, and yeah, I mean, on that note, I think I think that was very beautiful. We we sadly have to end. But man, thank you for coming. Hopefully we'll 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 run it back in, in a couple episodes and a few episodes. We'll have it. We'll <coughs> run it back maybe in Miami, maybe here. Uh, but thank you for coming, bro. Thank you for Absolutely, being here. Absolutely, bro. Pleasure.